0: Welcome back, and I gotta say, Stranger Things, season four, volume two. Overall, season four of Stranger Things is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. It really is that great of a great of a season. I am always excited by every episode. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. This is a season where. I just want to be surrounded by everything Stranger Things. I never skip the intro because I always get excited about seeing it. And I will say one thing about Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2. It is a season finale that is so remarkable and so important to the structure of the show. There's no going back at this point. I am very happy to say that this entire season ends pretty strong. And I will say that... I am a little disappointed that I would have to wait another two years for season five. But I will say that it is one of those television seasons where everyone's just been giving the most positive energy. I I love this show existing because it is a show with a fan base that is so motivated to watch it. And it's always like a party, a big, happy party when you watch it. And it's one of those shows where you just feel so happy watching it. There are moments when the characters talk to each other. I think some of my favorite conversations include when Nancy and Steve... And by the way, this is going to be spoiler-heavy for this part. So I'm going to do more of a general thing, but it is going to be very spoiler-heavy. So I'm not going to get too much into details because I don't want to do like an overlong essay on this season. But I do want to say... That I am going to talk about spoilers, even if I talk about them in more general terms, then go super deep into them. So I do want to give that warning. But anyways, going back to what I was saying about watching the show with a big smile on my face. There was these conversations like when uh, Steve and Nancy talk in the Upside Down. And Steve talks about his dream of wanting to have children with Nancy. I was smiling the whole time. I was like, oh And, I, and it, you just see my face with a smile, a big smile. And then when Elle and Mike, you know, when they actually have, like, their little tiny reunion in the pizza shop and they're actually talking about, uh, you know, love and all that, I think that is a brilliant scene, first of all. But I couldn't stop smiling, and I couldn't stop smiling at the end when that one girl, Vicky, and... Robin we're talking like this whole film this whole series has moments where people just You know talk and have these really happy conversations and the music plays and I just can't help but smile And it's like one of the few shows that can get me to do that other shows You know I can get shocked, but the fact that this show genuinely makes me smile throughout is Is such a brilliant brilliant thing for it to do I don't know. It's one of those shows where it just makes me really happy to know that it exists. And, you know, there's a part of me that's very happy that it's going to be ending on such a banger. I think that it is one of those things where season five looks like it's going to be good. It looks the way things are headed. It looks like it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a new era of television or at least the end of an era. Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2 features some of my favorite performances. Like, I really do love the character of Eddie Munson. That is a brilliant character. I think that he is a wonderful character. I feel so bad that he had to die, right? That he had to die, and you know what? He died a hero. That man died a hero, and I think that it is one of those characters that will join the pantheon of likable characters on stranger things that pass away after one season. Mm-hmm. But what I like about his character arc is the fact that he, you know, finally decides I'm not going to run away anymore. I'm actually going to fight. And he fights for a town that found him guilty. And I think there's something really powerful about that the fact that he uh, recognized that the town was worth saving even if even if he himself was a victim of the town's judgment. Joseph Quinn, you know, this is a, his debut performance, and I must say he not only captures a strong 1980s rocker aesthetic, but he also is a real person. He gives the metalhead that the 80s vilified a real humanity to him. And that's what I love about Stranger Things is that it is a show in which it captures 80s aesthetic really well, but it dissects and goes deeper into the humanity of these people, especially the fact that in the 80s, Dungeons and Dragons and Heavy Metal were so vilified that it's an ironic thing that a show about the 80s features two of the most villainized people, the groups in the 80s as the heroes the fact that these kids who are Dungeons and Dragons players and the fact that Eddie Munson is a metalhead the fact that they are the heroes is powerful and it shows that you know you don't wanna go back in the 80s because these two groups were hated but it's it's there is that irony there about how the 80s neglected people how that decade really did vilify those people so you know there is that sort of irony even if they don't want to make that social commentary it is brilliant what they did and I gotta say that in terms of performances still Millie Bobby Brown's performance is 11 is going to go down as one of the great performances of television she is always so dramatic but yet yet I say that with a lot of praise she is dramatic she is powerful every time there's an emotional scene that has to be done Millie Bobby Brown knows how to capture it her face you know there's so much emotion written on it confusion anger longing to be happy I think there is that and I also love the fact that they kept her so curious and young and even though she has now entered the human world instead of being a science lab experiment she still is not sure about a lot of things so i'm happy to see that these are, there are moments where her character acknowledges her own humanity but she is able to be a, a, she is able to capture her naivete the fact that we can still see her worried about being an experiment and there's still that conversation about is 11 Doomed to be an experiment? Is she the cause of all this? I love that these questions are still left lingering because it is complex. Eleven is a complexly thought out character. And so I'm happy to, s- I'm, I'm excited to see some of the questions that will be answered in later seasons. As for some of the other highlights, I gotta say that Winona Ryder and David Harbor, you know, their chemistry together as Jim and Joyce. I was like, you know what? Hopper and Joyce have been a couple that I've been rooting for since season one. And so to see them actually get together and find, build a relationship, it makes a lot of sense because it, it's kind of like how I've always said that The Handmaid's Tale is the type of show where it's really hard for me to root for June and her husband or June with anybody, really because of the circumstances that I can really see her with Nick. But in this case, this is a show where... I love the fact that Jim and Joyce are not just defined by the traumatic events around them, but that they genuinely get along and have good chemistry and are actually funny and they can be themselves around each other. Like, I can see Joyce actually enjoying life with Hopper outside of just being a mom and outside of just being protective of her children, being constantly you know involved in these horrible situations so there is some beauty in the fact that the relationships not trauma-based but is genuinely based on the fact that these two people get along and can be around themselves they just happen to always be in the same traumatic situation as for the other children I will say that the California crew which includes Mike, Argyle will and Jonathan their scenes are not as strong as everyone else's but I do think that they are the necess the necessary comic relief and they do establish a lot of them very important storylines that season five might elaborate more on like the fact that Will still has a lot of trauma you know he still has a lot of trauma that needs to be resolved and I think the show hints at him being gay. I mean, they're really hinting at it now. It's always been something like that. People have always speculated that he was gay. So for me, when he will gives that wonderful speech and Noah Shap, he did not sleep on this performance. If there is going to be an Emmy scene, his scene in which he talks to Mike, where he basically confesses his feelings to Mike, but he projects it through L. I think those scenes were important and I think that it gave Will and the actor more to do. And so I understand that like Will throughout the series has been, you know, put to the side a lot because he's traumatized or he's somebody that has to be kidnapped or put in danger or scared. The fact that Will went from being the kidnapped kid to being a kid that's not sure about his own identity That is a powerful arc that Noah Shep does not get enough credit for. And Noah Shep, when he looks out the window and he's holding his tears back, and then there's a moment where his tears just start to, you know, quietly release themselves, that is powerful. And I've met people who tell me that, you know, when you're a young gay kid and you're you're attracted to someone like your best friend who's a straight person— that it feels like that 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 moment captures what it feels like to be different that you know if you are different you feel like you're a mistake and i think that the stranger things really does connect with lgbt fans because of characters like will who really feel different but throughout the show because it's not a quote-unquote super accurate depiction of the eighties it's the eighties through our lens we're able to see characters like jonathan hug and comfort will that they were able to show that hey you know whatever's going on in your life there will always be a support system for you it's a comforting if not (laughs) i was going to say it is realistic to the 80s and that will does not yet process or have the vernacular to come out same with like how robin and his and her future relationship with Vicky is still not super established. I love the fact that these characters who are LGBT or at least, you know, in the case of Will, strongly hinted at being gay that these characters can you know, they have their moments of uncertainty, but yet they live in an in a fictionalized version of the 80s where we're not going to see the homophobia that we're we're focused more On them being happy and that's perfectly fine with me because I don't need to see any more films about the 80s in which homophobia shows up I don't need to see that you know I love the fact that we're given a story about the 80s the way it could be it should have been you know where characters do understand you and love you despite in spite of anything that society deems abnormal which trust me society deems a lot of things abnormal and I think this is the type of work that, considering certain things in the real world and certain concerns, it's beautiful to see a character like Will struggle with his own problems, but to have a support system there. So I'm happy to see that. And also, the fact that Robin is a character that is very certain about her sexuality and does not need to be comforted, I love that. I love that there are two types of coming-out stories. One that's a little bit more vague and, you know, maybe in a year or two when... If season five comes out in a year or two, hopefully a year, but most likely two years, I'll revisit this review and say, you know, is Will actually gay? Because even though it's strongly hinted at, I like the fact that Will, you know, that that scene, regardless, is a good scene about feeling different. So even if you are, even if he, if even if he's not gay, it's still a queer scene. And, to, and an important one to put on television I think sometimes you know even though we love Heartbreaker I think sometimes we need scenes like this in Stranger Things to speak to an audience who may be a little bit more eccentric you know maybe some queer people want to see like genre f- works like Stranger Things so they have that and so it really does work out for them in the end so I do want to go a little bit further before I don't over- overstate my welcome on that scene, even though it is such a powerful scene. I also want to say that Sadie Sink as Max and the Hawkins crew, their scenes are probably the most exciting scenes. But Sadie Sink as Max, she really did have to deliver this whole entire season. There's That's running up that hill scene from earlier in the season where she's running away from Vecna and she remembers all the positive memories in the world. I love that. And I also love... Her interactions with Vecna and I love the fact that she's not just a damsel in distress that she puts herself in danger to help save others. She knows that she could die but she sacrifices herself essentially to save the world or at least attempt to and even if she doesn't entirely succeed and she's right now in a coma. It's the fact that she is a brave character and a very practical one, too, because, sure, she could have risked another person's life, but she understands that she has to risk her own life because she knows the greater implications of how dangerous someone like Vecna is to the world. She knows that if she dies, at least she would have died in the process of helping defeat Vecna. And I must say that in terms of the Hawkins crew, Nancy, uh, played by Natalie Dyer and uh, Steve and all these other characters like Robin, they are so, they have such great chemistry. I almost want to be like, okay, why can't Steve, Nancy, and Jonathan just be one big couple, you know, like a triad? They have such a good chemistry that I'm happy to see Nancy and Robin actually interact, especially with how strong the chemistry is. I would even argue that... If they can get these two actresses, you know, Maya Hawk and uh, Natalia Dyer, you know, if they can get them to be in a lesbian romance, I don't think anyone would complain. So I'm really happy to say that these are really great performances. And Joe Carey, wow, like he always, you know, he always sells it. The fact that he makes Steve so likable. And sure, sometimes they make him dumber per season, but I like the fact that it still comes across as funny. Like, you know, like they they aren't doing like what they did with like certain characters in other TV shows. I'm not going to get too much into the ones I dislike, but you know, sometimes they make them dumber and dumber. And I love the fact that his character, you know, might be a little bit dim. He's still a brave and thoughtfully written character. So I'm glad that those characters are kept around and we get to see them in season five because you know what? I I can't imagine my life without these characters. At least I can't imagine them dying and having to live with that for the next two years. So I'm happy to see them alive. And Pariah Ferguson as Erica Sinclair, she is brilliant as always. She is funny that young girl is going to go places and they need hollywood needs to really put her in something she needs to be the lead of something i would love for her to be the lead in a story so if hollywood has a story out there for a young plucky girl she is it that is the actress that needs to be prompted up to, you know i am um, I, I don't want to imply her in things but i feel like she you know she needs to be given the same amount of attention as Millie Bobby Brown. Same with Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink and Pariah Ferguson, you know, they need to be amped up like Millie Bobby Brown because they also carry the the season as well. And Sadie Sink is probably going to be the show's closest, you know, the closest thing they can get to winning an Emmy because of how brilliant her performance was in the last episode and in episode 4 so if the Emmys knew anything they would nominate her and even possibly get her the win but in terms of the rest of the series I will say that of course the performances are great all around Matthew Baldine, Paul Reiser and Jamie Campbell Bo- uh, Bowel as, you know, Vecna. I think that this is a series where, like, we really have brilliant, strong performances. And I gotta say, too, the special effects are great. I mean, sure, maybe the crack, the ending where the crack <laughs> happens... know maybe a little cheesy but I love this visual effects on Vecna I love that they use the man in a suit and a man with makeup I love they had Jamie Campbell in makeup Jamie is able to give such a brilliant vocal performance and physical performance so it tells you about how much of a loss art the bodysuit is as for the rest of the season what are some things that I want to point out that are great the ending I think that was a great way to end, point, uh, to end this, the season, just knowing that things will never go back and leaving some characters in a coma and leaving some characters uncertain. I must say that is the way to end the season. And I'm nervous about what's going to happen because there's no way these characters could ever go back to the way things are. So, Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, Four Stars. One of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Um, I gotta watch Better Call Saul and The Boys. I gotta see how those shows end the season. But, so far, I think this is my favorite season of television that has premiered in this year. So, I'm excited to say that television this year has been pretty exceptional. So, let's see how it goes. The Emmys should be not ignore this season this is a very strong season of stranger things and it's the best season since season one go watch it and if you haven't seen stranger things you're missing out because in a couple years everyone's going to be seeing it you don't want to be left behind and it is a brilliant show go watch it don't miss out on it and if you do miss out on it that's a shame